alliteration. Uh, that's what it was. Uh, it's all about alliteration all across the American nation. <laughs> uh, that's what the fella said. Uh, back in the early days. In my early days in secondary school, uh, we had an English teacher who was very, uh, very fond of himself. Uh, he wrote several books. Uh, I can't remember what they were called. They were usually called stuff like, uh, oh, they weren't very imaginative. They were called things like, uh, this book covers the English syllabus for year one of the Irish secondary school system and thereby uh, is uh, suitable for studying of that uh, therefore syllabus. Uh, of course, it was written much better than that. Uh, he was one of the... Oh, he was a rena renowned English teacher, and he knew his grammar uh, better than me, anyway. Uh, so, that was his job. It's not my job to know grammar. Uh, it's not... Uh, it's not uh, far be it from me to be able to uh, go around uh, giving out proper gra- Although, now that you mention it, I'm fairly good with apostrophes. Uh, I've, got, I've got an apostrophe in my name. I don't know if you realise, because I don't use my na real name here. Uh, I use the name Neil from Ireland. Uh, or as some people say, Neil O apostrophe Ireland, uh, which I suppose in a way would be appropriate. Uh, if you're one of those foreigners who takes uh, pleasure in uh, Irish jokes, uh, like your man uh, Colin Meany, uh, the Irish fellow out of Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, he likes, uh, he was in a movie, I saw him in a movie once that was very leprechaun-y. Oh, it was basically he was going around dressed in green or something, and there was leprechauns, and there was Paddy O'Orland or something, uh, stuff like that. Um, uh, that's not I'm making it all up now. But that's an example of what may have happened in the movie. Uh, it was absolutely appalling. Uh, we don't do that sort of thing over here except for tourists. Uh, if you're a tourist and you and you walk into, oh, you walk into a tourist shop in Dublin, uh, oh, you guess. Uh, you get lines and lines of green stuff. Uh, admittedly, I did once try to sell Irish water on the internet uh, in a green bottle. I called it Irish misery, uh, fresh Irish rain in a bottle. Uh, it didn't work out, but I still do. I do still have the, uh, oh, I don't have the domain name, but I still have the MSN messenger name uh, involving... Ah, uh, whatever. You know, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, fade self out and start a new segment, because this isn't very good. Uh, hello. Due to popular demand uh, here from the Interhead Archives, uh, oh, his, uh, his, uh, some fine uh, entertainment involving uh, my wife, Joanne O'Carroll. Uh, here we go. You could do a lot worse than to live your life by the dictum Escorales Agoraphobia. Which, you are no doubt fully aware, means drink water until the fishes no longer have a home. That said, many of us find seawater to be a little too fizzy for our tastes. I, for example, have gone to great lengths to ensure that our home's water supply comes from an inland source. I decided to have the courage of my convictions, and one day I just rang up the water company and demanded that they connect me to a non-salt reservoir. To my surprise, it turned out that I was pushing on an open door. Not only did they give in to me without an argument, but the telephone operator promised to disconnect me from all seawater sources at the push of a button, within the hour. I was most impressed. I'm now seriously considering venturing into the utilities business on my own. My idea is to drill for heating gas in one of the lakes around here, then become a supplier of water and gas through one single pipe from the same source. 
The efficiency savings will be enormous, and not only that, the gas could be used to heat your bath water in the pipes before it even reaches your house. The other alternative that I have in mind is to go into fish farming. I will specialise in oily fish. However, unlike other manufacturers, I will heat the oil in the factories and sell hot cooked sardines in tins to, do to those whose lives are too busy to go around heating their own fish. After finishing their sardine meals, customers will then have the option of pouring the oil into their central heating system and, assuming they eat sardines eight times a day, they'll be saving a fortune on household bills. I've always been baffled at the way the sardine industry works. They are so set in their ways and seem determined to carry on their age-old practice of picking tiny baby sardines that are so small they have to put a dozen or more in each tin. Many of them don't even have a business class section anymore. So no matter how far your company's travel budget is prepared to stretch, you have no choice but to be squashed in with your 10 or 12 siblings as you make your way home, without so much as an in-flight movie to keep you entertained. Smoked salmon manufacturers, on the other hand, wait until the fishes have grown nice and big and tall. Then put them on a diet so that each salmon is tall and wide but very flat, and can be squeezed into an easy-to-transport, completely flat vacuum pack and brought by rail or road to its destination. In my youth, I spent a summer working as a packer of artificial Christmas trees in a local factory, and if I took anything away from that job, it was my ever-present awareness of the irony of turning real trees into cardboard boxes, then putting fake trees into the boxes. It really does make you think. It also makes your arms very tired, so I left after a few weeks. Nowadays, of course, kids refuse point-blank to eat pork, dolphins or sharks for dinner, thanks to movies like Babe, A Shark's Tale and Free Willy. Parents are so desperate to get their little darlings to consume something healthy that they have even taken to disguising sardines as gingerbread men, just like the one in the fairy story. Let's hope to hell Disney don't try to turn that into a cute little movie. Walt Disney, ironically, had his entire body cryogenically frozen on death because of his obsessive fear that his corpse might, against his wishes, be fed to pigs after his demise. Pigs, of course, are renowned for their inability to eat frozen food, and the late animation creator remains intact to this day. Anyway, before I leave you, how about a poem? I see a purple man on stair, despite the overwhelming glare. He calls at me amidst the white, to please turn off the painful light. I turn and look and see and shudder, hate and evil spill, I blubber, A apocalyptic is the scene, he drowns in brightness, his breath weans, seconds pass, he's disappeared, the whole vampire and his beard, immersed in whiteness, doomed to die, there but for his now, grace go uh, I. If you don't mind, I'm going to interrupt my wife there, uh, just because I can. Uh, there's some things that you can't do in real life. Uh, but you get to do them on the Overnightscape Underground. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you, Frank, for the opportunity. Uh, much I'm much obliged. Uh, I'm much uh, appreciative 
uh, of the opportunity. Oh, uh, I better not overdo. There's such a thing as overdoing things, you know. You can come on and say, uh, there's w it's, it's one thing coming on and saying thank you. It's quite another thing coming on and saying a thousand thank yous. And then it's an even worse thing if you come on and say uh, thank you, but you say it a thousand times instead of just saying a thousand thank yous, uh, which is just four words. You come on and say thank you a thousand times, uh, which is amounts to two thousand words, uh, but they're all the same. Uh, well, half of them are the same as each other, and the other half are the same as each other. Uh, that's just overdue. We have this thing over here where they say, uh, Cade Mila Falcher, uh, a hundred thousand welcomes, uh, and people get all excited. They say, oh, that's the nation of a hundred thousand welcomes. Uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, what they don't point out, that it's just, it's just the same welcome over and over again. It's, it's a repeat. Uh, it's like one of those cable television channels they have. Uh, oh, they'll say, we've got a hundred thousand episodes of Taxi with Danny DeVito, uh, what they don't say is that it's the same, uh, the same 30 or 60 episodes over and over and over and over again, uh, it gets a bit tiring after a while, you see Tony Danza coming along and saying to Danny DeVito, he says, hello, uh, do you have any jobs for me tonight, uh, preferably involving driving my taxi around and getting money for it from a passenger, because uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise if it's something else, it means it's a spin-off, uh, Frankly, I'm not ready for a spin-off yet. Uh, get the, get your man to do one. Uh, we can do one with Dear John. Uh, I remember Dear John. There was a there was a sitcom called Dear John with your man out a taxi, and then there was an English version of Dear John uh, with the other fella. I forget who was in it. Some fella. Uh, the English version of Tony Danza. Uh, I think he, he wasn't in the English version of Taxi because there wasn't one. But I'm sure if there had been, they would well have done the same thing. Uh, where was I? Uh, taxi. Uh, cheers. That's where I was. Uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned the. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to interrupt myself there. I think I was pretty much finished anyway. I'd run aground. Uh, the the topic had run its course. Uh, it was like one of those uh, duck tours or swan tours that you see in some cities for tourists. Now, uh, where they have a they have a bus that c that's shaped like a duck and it can run on both uh, water and land. Uh, so when that runs aground, it's not a problem. Uh, but when you run aground, when you're talking in a talk radio podcast, that's a problem. Uh, I'm not I'm not a frigging duck shaped bus, and if I run aground, uh, I can't just uh, transform into to a, ca a car and just taxi along the tarmac and say hello uh, we've just come up the ramp out of the water uh, up on your left you'll see uh, oh you'll see the provincial centre and Copley Square and on your right you'll see the pub uh, where we pretend the taxi was made or not taxi uh, that other one Cheers we pretend that Cheers was made there we tell it to all the tourists uh, we say you see that nice little pub beside Boston Common uh, we made uh, Cheers there for 27 years of its run before it became uh, The Simpsons. Uh, well, it wasn't really. It was made in a two-dimensional studio somewhere. Uh, 
what's his name? Uh, Tony, what's his name? Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, your man in Cheers, anyway. He's never been in Boston Common in his life. Uh, he wouldn't be. Uh, it's completely unrealistic, anyway. People who spend their whole day sitting in a bar are expected to uh, get themselves into Boston Common. There's no houses within five miles of Boston Common because it's all common. Uh, so those people would have to get up in the morning and walk five miles to the pub and then walk five miles home uh, or get the tea underground system. Uh, absolutely. The people don't do that. People go to their local... Uh, they go to their local bar just around the corner. Uh, they go out the door. And if they've just moved in, uh, they either uh, look to the left and right and see wh where they can see uh, anything that looks like a bar. Uh, or if they haven't just moved in, they go to where they know the bar to be. They'll know it's either that way or that way. And they perambulate up to the bar and they go in the door and they'll say, Hello, uh, everybody knows my name here. Can I have a pint of Guinness? And the barman will say, uh, no, you can't have a pint of Guinness. Uh, this is a television program. On a te television program, you don't order stuff by name. Uh, you go in and say, I'll have a pint, please. And the barman gives you a pint of something. Uh, it may well be a pint of piss. Uh, but you're you're a working actor, and it's not for you to critique the beverages that are given to you. Uh, you're an actor. You're supposed to pretend that it's a pint of Guinness and act accordingly. Uh, so, oh no, you can't be going into a two-dimensional studio complaining about the beverages. Uh, have a bit of... Uh, you get kicked out of the Actors Guild for that, I can tell you. Uh, no, no. Uh, that's why when they made The Simpsons, they had to make Duff beer, uh, completely fictional beer, because uh, you can't be uh, you can't be drawing a point of piss every time you want Homer oh, Homer Simpson isn't an actor he, c he couldn't uh, realistically play the part of a man drinking Guinness uh, with a point of uh, you don't get a point of water uh, urine and pour it over the paper uh, and then send that off to Korea in the post to, to get the colours put onto it, uh, no no you had to, uh, they had to make adjustments to the process for that uh, but no back before the Simpsons when they had cheers uh, your man uh, what's his name Tony uh, I have to look frigging looking up now hold on a minute uh, who's your man who was Tony in the uh, Tony cheers search oh no I don't need to type the word search search uh, Tony uh, I should probably pause this. If it was professional, uh, like the rest of you on own, so I would pause this while I look this up. Uh, Tony, uh, who's, oh, it's nothing coming up. Uh, have I got his name right? I probably have. Uh, who is the star of Cheers? I'm sure his name was uh, Cheers, Wikipedia. Uh, Ted, his name was Ted, it wasn't Tony, it's no wonder I couldn't find it. Uh, Ted Danson, that's the fella's name. Uh, I always thought he was a bit weird. Uh, he has a, oh, he's a very straight, uh, what you call, I was listening to the Paul Stevenson show the other day and they went on about Ted Danson. They said, uh, hello, uh, here's Ted Danson. And then they played a, a little speech that he made in a shop or something. Uh, he was saying something about fishes or something. He was, uh, uh, oh, he was launching some sort of a book about fishes. Uh, apparently Ted Danson is an authority on, oh, 
oh, it says here, Edward Bridge, uh, quotation marks, Ted, close quotation marks, Danson the third. Uh, Ted wasn't his real name at all. Uh, or maybe it was even more of a real name than the rest of his name. That's why they put in quotation marks. Because uh, qu quotation marks is what you use. That's what you use for the title of something. Uh, it's called this, you say, so I'll put it in quotation marks so you'll know that that's the title. Uh, so it says, Edward Bridge, quotation marks, Ted, close quotation marks, Danson the third. Uh, in other words, his real name was Ted, and the rest was just added as a fake. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, anyway, good morning. Sit, Kofi, sit. Good cat.